0: Welcome to the Gridiron Show in association with Sports Travel Tours, and that is particularly pertinent this week because the schedule is out, which means the announcement of our inaugural Gridiron Tour for 2016. I'm so excited! It's an unbelievable lineup of games we're going to. Plus, the Rams make a blockbuster trade, and OTA start today. So much to talk about, Ollie! I'm so excited! Well, welcome to The Gridiron Show in association with Sports Travel Tours. Sports travel for sports fans, by sports fans. Oh, I see. No, that is it. Yeah, yeah. I'm treading all over my intro. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Gridiron and check out our website Gridiron Magazine. I nearly said Gridiron We should have our own URL, Ollie Hunter.
1: I thought you were going to say something else with shh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's definitely uh, not that.
0: Uh, Ollie Hunter and Will Gavin in the studio as always, and in our brand new studios where we're separated by two thick panes of glass. And last week Thank I quite en- last week I quite enjoyed it, but um, I-, I now feel distant from you, Ollie. Do you miss me? And there's every chance that I'm going to fall asleep whilst we're doing this show. Not because the content isn't incredible, but because I'm absolutely shattered. Uh, Why are you tired, Will? Oh, let me tell them what's in the show first, and then we'll start picking apart our personal life. So, (laughs) in just a moment's time, we'll talk about the schedule release and the inaugural Gridiron Tour. Trust me, uh, Andrew Hill at Sports Travel Tours has put together something incredibly special for you.
1: It is amazing.
0: Genuinely. Wow. Not one, but two firsts for sports travel tours. Well, do you know what? Two firsts for the NFL. Uh, Maybe not firsts in one case, but kind of What are you on about? (laughs) I don't really know. I'm kind of rambling. I told you I'm tired. It's genuinely an incredible lineup for our tour, and I cannot wait to tell you about that. Plus, we'll talk about the LA Rams blockbuster trade to move up to number one overall. Ollie, just very quickly, in a noise, sum up your thoughts on the Rams trading up to number one okay. I didn't really get an impression of what you thought of it. I just you said it a noise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you said I it was, in a noise. I'm not going
0: to lie. I was expecting it to be more nuanced than
1: that. uh Okay. uh Well, <laughs> if you say a noise, I, I can't. I can't go with words. It's got to be a noise. It was. Uh, it. This kind of like a, it, it, bit okay. of
0: a excitement and shock. One word, me then. Wowed. Wowed. Okay. Yeah still not getting the impression over whether or not you thought it was a good decision or not so we'll talk well, all said, well, about I'm that right? as well this has
1: taken far too long
0: <laughs> we'll answer all of your questions on Twitter as well we only tweeted out about 20 minutes ago so apologies that that's a sum total of about three questions because we tweeted at kind of the middle of the night rather than at a reasonable hour <laughs> well I wonder why more classic gridiron forward planning <laughs> as um, always yeah and it's OTAs start today as well so plenty of other news around including uh, a load of fifth year options have been picked up and signed Uh, a couple of releases have happened a couple of players returning from injury so we'll get through all of that as well ollie how are you buddy i'm all right man i'm all right i want to know a bit more about why you're so tired i've maybe slept an average of like three hours a night the last three days because moving house whilst working a night shift job is insanely stressful uh or just, you know,
1: why, why is it I, I am stressful?
0: horrendously unfit, and, um, <laughs> carrying heavy, heavy boxes up and down stairs, and then into vans, and then back out of vans, and then back up and down stairs, is difficult. And do you know when it's particularly difficult, Ollie Hunter? When? When a man that you would describe as one of your closest, one of your nearest and dearest friends... Let's you down not once but twice in the space yeah, of I, two days. Who would do that? Meaning that you can't even go to the staff Christmas party. It wasn't a Christmas party, but why not? It makes more the launch party for the brand new stations. Because instead, you've got to stay and wait for somebody else to help you move that sofa. I'm so sorry that the friend please. had told you he would. Mate, I was never going to make it to that party. I would have. had would like the idea of enjoying a drink. I had a beer today, and it was incredible because when you've just been like doing like eighteen. 19 hour days and you're all achy a beer is really i like i'm kind of thinking i might give up on this job and just go into something manual because at least (laughs) at least i'd feel like i'd achieve something at the end of the day that you really enjoy that beer like genuinely if you ever like ollie is someone else who works in radio also like do you ever look at your friends who are teachers and doctors and nurses and you know people who really contribute something to society and think wow i'm really wasting my life i really do i really do There's
1: there's there is this plan of when i decide that i don't want to be in london anymore and i just want to sack it all off it's Never just go, leave me i might leave you Is to <laughs> it's to either obviously go to america or just go back to norwich and become a teacher basically the same thing yeah yeah it is basically the same
0: about 80% yeah. inbred uh yeah. so um <laughs> you're true you're yeah, true that's why i'm so tired but you were going to you've just popped to the shops you went uh, down to a local supermarket convenience type store it is just so people know uh, nearly 1 a.m. on monday morning as we're recording this but
1: it's unbelievable that this uh, this <laughs> store is open i don't know why it's well, incredible
0: it's open 24 hours a, a, a day but you told me you you asked me did i want anything and i fished out some coinage from my pocket and said that I'd like a, a Coke Zero, and then you had to surprise me with some form of chocolate bar or similar. Now, I had to tell you, there is a high watermark here because uh, my friend Jamie Broderick, who you may or may not remember from my wedding, he did one I of the speeches. I don't remember. I was a little <laughs> <alone>. <laughs> Yeah, you were always little everything, but you were very drunk as well. Uh, he once went to the shop and I told him to surprise me, and he brought me back a whole coconut and a pack of dishcloths yeah uh, no i haven't got anything like that <laughs> i <laughs> was surprised i was f-ing annoyed but i was surprised well you would be you would be f-ing annoyed <laughs> if, <laughs> um, if if as a larger man you're expecting some form of chocolatey or sweet or salty treat and then you're brought a whole coconut to deal with i was not happy
1: okay i have brought you you can either have one of these or both of these. You'd, I'm giving you a choice. Don't give me both. Okay, because I want maybe one of these. I'm giving you a choice of... Uh, this bre-
0: this brand new feature is really running long. Yeah, 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 Come on. Okay, so <laughs> it's, it's this. Oh! I think we have a winner. Or... No. <laughs> peanut butter chunky. Not even close. There is not even a decision to be made here. This is worse than when you picked fizzy water over water. A double-decker versus a chunky kit kat nonsense rubbish Peanut give butter. me that double decker every time okay give yeah. me that sweet sweet nougat i'm gonna eat it layer by layer this is gonna be incredible yeah, I, I, I cannot guess. wait for this genuinely i've been waiting for this sugar high all day long now i'm not suggesting that we're just buffering for time here but um uh, as ollie enters the room to give me the double decker ollie Do why so what thank you so much buddy <laughs> you have- with the bottle, <laughs> yeah it did and now hopefully it's going to explode all over my uh, laptop so whilst me and ollie enjoy this little pick me up to make sure the rest of the show is highly energetic and probably quite sugar fueled here's a little musical interlude whilst we eat well I feel much better for that Ollie let's crack on with the show because there's so much to get to a little bit later on we're going to talk about that LA Rams trade and give our opinions and to be honest most of the questions that have come in on Twitter have been on that very subject uh Tom Knight got in touch asking in your opinions do you think it's potentially worth sacrificing your future for a potential franchise QB or well, someone else just simply asked what were the Rams doing and Tim Brown asked chances of three QBs going in the top 10 brackets in other words do the Niners take Lynch?" So we're going to get to all of that plus because it's looking likely the rams have moved up for carson wentz the north dakota state quarterback we're going to hear from his college offensive coordinator the man who enacted that pro style offense that many people believe with the rams running game makes him the perfect choice for them we're going to speak to him all about the development of carson wentz and whether he thinks he's a deserving high first round pick so all that to come as well as our look at a little bit of the news going around the NFL, and we'll answer a few more of your tweets. But without further ado, let's get to it. Let's get to the announcement of the inaugural Gridiron Tour. Ollie, I'm so excited. We had such so great interest on Twitter, on email, and everything else, when we announced we are going to be doing it this year. So we will send out an email announcement to everyone. And just to state at this point, this is definitely the tour we're doing. The pricing we sent out early this year will continue to be the approximate pricing. But later this week, probably on Thursday, Andrew Hill from Sports Travel Tours will join us. We'll do the full, more official announcement where we do the pricing and everything else as well. But trust me, the tour they did last year, it should be a similar price to this. If, if there were four people sharing a room, uh, down to one person sharing them, but If four people sharing a room, one person sharing a room with themselves, uh, with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> four people sharing a room. You're paying... A little under £2,500 each, but for that you were getting five NFL games, four college games, you were getting all your flights, your transfers, your travel, stadium tours, meet and greet with players, all of it. it. It's absolutely worth every penny. It sounds like a lot of money, but when you consider what you get for it, it's an absolute, complete and utter bargain. So, the announcement, here it comes. Shall I just reel off city by city where we're going and what we're doing here, Ollie? Because it's pretty incredible.
1: Um, yeah, I think you should do that.
0: Okay, so starting, we will depart on Friday the 18th of November, flying from London Heathrow to LAX... Where on Saturday, we'll enjoy USC against UCLA at the Rose Bowl. Oh, my God. Before on the Sunday. The 100,000-seater Rose Bowl. The 100,000-seater Rose Bowl. Before heading across the city on the Sunday to see one of the UK's favourite teams, the Miami Dolphins, take on the LA Rams. Let's it. We know. Ram it. That's right. We're going to the Coliseum in its first season back in the NFL, and a game that Handsome Hank from uh, NFL.com will be uh, going to. So we'll hit him up to see if he fancies hanging out. Then on Monday, hold up. It says here that we're seeing the Raiders, so we're obviously going to Oakland. Yeah. No. What? On Monday we head back to LAX. Yeah. We jump on a flight to Oakland to Mexico City Whoa! to see the Houston Texans take on the Oakland Raiders on Monday Night Football in the first ever regular season game played in Mexico. The first ever regular season game played outside of the US, not in London. We're going to the Mexico game, so it's Rams. Then we head to Mexico. Love that. A little bit of Rodrigo and Gabriela. Tuesday, be some sightseeing in Mexico City. Before on Wednesday heading over from Mexico to Dallas Fort Worth what an afternoon in an the evening at the stockyards and then if you've been working out the date so far Thursday the 24th of November is thanksgiving so it's a game of the Coliseum it's a game of Mexico and then we're gonna go to see Washington at Dallas on thanksgiving
1: Holy moly! That Obviously, that includes Colour Rush uniforms, too. Hashtag Kit watch. It will, mate. <laughs> it potentially <laughs> will involve Colour
0: Rush uniforms as well. Uh, it doesn't even finish there. It's so exciting. Friday night, nah, Baylor Bears at the Texas Tech Red Raiders, again at the AT&T Stadium. Oh, my on word. the Saturday, we'll be heading to SMU for the SMU Mustangs against Navy Shipmen. And then on Sunday... They, no, no, no. I'd just like to confirm.
1: It's Ship... As in a boat, Shipman, not, <laughs> not
0: what <laughs> some people might have heard. I said shipmen. Yeah, before a doubleheader on Sunday and Monday, and this is you know, it, it's already an incredible tour. Before we take in four of the most popular teams of UK NFL fans. Sunday night, we fly from Dallas into New Jersey to see the New England Patriots take on the New York Jets in an AFC East divisional game. Ah, it's incredible! And as if that wasn't enough, as if by that point you couldn't be all footballed out, on Monday we take the short hour and a half drive out of New York City we head down to Philadelphia for Monday night football the Green Bay Packers at the Philadelphia Eagles it's going to be incredible so LA to see the Rams Dolphins Mexico to see the Raiders take on the Houston Texans Dallas for Thanksgiving I'm talking deep fried turkeys and then they're playing Washington then we head to New York to see the Jets play the Patriots and then a Monday Night Football, the Eagles against the Packers. Whilst taking in college games whilst we're there. And not only that, but we'll have stadium tours in both LA and in New York. And whilst we're in both Dallas and New York, we will have autograph signings and meet and greets with former great Players, including if you enjoyed the interview the other day, Ed Too Tall Jones, uh, formerly of the Dallas Cowboys Doomsday Defense, one of Ollie's favorite people. We met the whole time there. There'll be tailgate parties in Dallas and New York. There'll be a sightseeing tour in Mexico and a sightseeing tour in New York as well, all included. Plus, you get to spend two weeks with me and Ollie, including Thanksgiving and all of your transfers, all of your travel. You get to drink whilst me and Ollie drive the buses. That's basically what happens. It's well worth it just for that alone.
1: That was that. That was Is the year. Rodrigo <laughs> and Gabriella. <laughs> with, with Rodrigo and Gabriella, because we were <laughs> segwaying from from
0: uh, Mexico back to America. Wow! 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 wow so please we'd love it as many of you as could join us on this tour we will be planning to do them yearly if this one proves to be a success we know so many of you got in touch with us about the tour in the first place so tweet us at gridiron if you're interested like i say later in this week there will be more information about it we'll put an article up on the website detailing exactly what the tour involves but it's going to be phenomenal i cannot wait for this and genuinely i'm so excited oh mate that was incredible yeah. that, oh wow wow i mean i knew the
1: tour but us just talking it through again it's just made it even more real it'll be ama- is it, honestly it'll is is be it amazing. the first time you're seeing the packers live no I, we saw them Okay, maybe the first time that I'll remember seeing them live. Oh, yeah, I forgot
0: we went to see them against the Ravens. You were so drunk. I was hammered. Those poor, like, you were drunk off free beer given to you by Rave, Rave, Ravens fans in the tailgate who gave us two free tickets as well, Yeah, and you drank so much you don't remember the game. Well, I remember bits and
1: bobs. It's lucky I didn't remember don't remember too much of the game because it was a terrible game uh but you know it was it, it was it was great being in baltimore i loved baltimore but we're gonna see i'm gonna see them in in uh in philadelphia wow
0: Right. I want to talk about the Rams and we're going to get to North Dakota State offensive coordinator of Cardin Wentz, Carson Wentz in a short while. But, uh, let's just talk quickly about the rest of the, uh, the schedule release. Somebody did ask us to, um, to go through and pick out our favorite games week by week. And I actually, it's something we did do last year. We went through and every week we said what our highlight games were, but. I then, since replying to that tweet saying, why not, let's do it, listened to the Dave Damashek football programme, and they did literally exactly the same thing on that show. Let's not do that. So let's avoid ripping them off entirely. Let's and do our favourite week ones. Well, how about... Uh, there's only one choice.
1: Let's have... No, no, no let's have a, a kind of a
0: a version of uh shag Marry, This is Kill. this is just so you know. This is live producing mid. What about
1: Shag Mary Kill? But on um on the games from the schedule from week one from week one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So which yeah which you... which one would you you know? It's a it it's a game that it's it's for this week. It would be great just for this
0: week, but. You know, you don't want to take this game home and... I I can tell you which game I'm marrying. I I know exactly which game I'm marrying from week one without even looking at the shed schedule. Uh, And that is... And I'm I'm almost gutted. There's been an ongoing conversation on this show and on the old show about whether or not there should be divisional games in week one, whether or not the quality of the football shown to us in week one needs to be high quality. Mm. But there's a game on the week one schedule schedule... Which I genuinely think is one of the best games of the season, and it's happening in week one. Can you spot it, Ollie? I so think it's either question. it's one of two. Oh, it's not one of two. It's one of one. Is it the Monday night, uh, the Sunday night game? I don't know what time it's on. Yes, it is the, the Sunday Patriots night at game. The Cardinals. What a phenomenal yeah. game of football that is happening in week one. I can't. Do you know which game I want to kill? Uh, yeah. No. Tell me. I want to kill. Do you
1: want to to kill the very late game, (laughs) the final game of the schedule, Tuesday, uh, the 13th of September, uh, UK time? Obviously, it will be the
0: The Monday night. Monday night double header game. Because earlier on the Monday night game, we've got Washington at the Steelers, two playoff level teams from last season, two teams back in the ascension again. That could be a great game of football. Followed by the 49ers against the Rams. And do you know where that is? It's obviously it's it's in L.A. because it's their their first time back. You Why know. wouldn't you have it in L.A.? No, it's in San Francisco, and I understand that the Rams have the issue of clashing with college football up until the end of the college season. But you got to have them playing in L.A. in week one. That is an absolute disgrace. That's a definite kill. Another kill for me.
1: Um, I, I,
2: I know what I Vikings.
1: Sh- well, no, no Vikings. Titans could be interesting. Lions at the Colts with the return of, of Andrew Luck. Oh, I think that's the only one that really is a real like no-no, a real kill. First ever Super Bowl replay to
0: kick off a season. Yeah, and Pretty I exciting. think it's only the
1: seventh time that two sub, the two uh, Super Bowl teams have met in the regular season
0: ever uh, before good statting ollie hunter good statting ollie hunter uh i'll tell you the other game i really like on here and that's um jags packers it's a great game and i i'm actually some offensive football i'm kind of pleased that we've got them
1: first up where hopefully they haven't clicked yet (laughs) (laughs) because that could be pretty scary later on in the schedule um i'm i'm worried about it of course i'm always worried when the packers play the jags that would be my Married game. I I love that game. Um, I, I quite like the look of, uh, of Bengals at Jets.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great game as well. I think yeah. that looks really interesting. Jets should have probably been a playoff team last year. We still don't know what they're going to be doing at quarterback. That's a really good shout. Um, just a couple of other things that caught my eye from the schedule while we're here. Uh, international series impacts on this one. The Colts apparently having made the decision themselves will not have a bye week the week after their London game. They're playing the Jags over here at Wembley, and they have chosen to waive their bye week the following week and take it another week of the season. So that's huge for the viability of the game, because if an an East-ish coast team, certainly an Eastern-based team, can travel out here and then have a game the following weekend and it's on the Sunday and show no signs of fatigue, well, I think that's a real positive for the growth of the game here. That's amazing. That is that is amazing because what they're saying is,
1: well, we can cope with it. Everyone else can. I wonder if they've they've chosen it or it was suggested by the NFL. Maybe they'll get something back. Uh, the NFL is kind of just testing the water. Um, I, yeah, that's that's really interesting. By the way, the uh, the times for the international series have been released. I believe the first two games are one thirty hour time. And the last game is two thirty because at our it's time because of the uh, time difference. Time difference. yeah. So it, it, we're looking at early, t- early time for the uh, for the West Coast uh, again, early for the East Coast. But it's great for us, great for f- f- football fans here that you'll be able to leave Wembley and then wherever you end up, you'll be able to watch football throughout the entire day. I think that's great.
0: Uh, should we get to a few other bits and pieces of news before we get to our interview and we chat about the Rams blockbuster trade? Uh, Jason Hatcher has announced he's going to retire after 10 seasons in the NFL, the veteran defensive end, leaving a hole of sorts along that Washington defensive line. Although, admittedly, he hadn't been playing up to his high, high level the past couple of seasons, occasionally blighted by injury. So... No huge surprise to see him step down. Uh, less no. surprising than say um uh the the situation at the Jets that we've seen. Brickshaw Ferguson. Ferguson, yeah. Shaw Ferguson, exactly. Um Uh, Quite a bit of Texans news around Dwayne Brown expects to be ready for week one Which is huge I think they missed him massively in that playoff game That they managed to reach this season They've also picked up the fifth year option On DeAndre Hopkins That's a a complete no-brainer And they've released Brian Hoyer What? That's mad because Potentially he would have been The best number two Best backup quarterback in the league. I also think that you're putting a lot... I know they've already invested a lot of money and a lot of stock in Brock Osweiler, but Brian Hoyer was a competent starter last year. Like I think he was better than 10 to 15 other starters in the league in the regular season. I think he's being massively judged on on a terrible, terrible playoff game. And, okay, maybe there's an element that he... It's supposedly an amicable divorce, is what they've said. But... Uh, maybe Brian Hoyer went and said I don't want to be a backup there are teams still looking for a starter obviously Jets and the Broncos stand out amongst them in particular mm. I, I, you, your fan base aren't going to be inspired by you bringing in Brian Hoyer but I think there are teams that he would do a decent job for I, I just oh well, he was alright and, and he, he would have been a high got end in,
1: he, got, he was alright before he got injured uh, playing for the Browns a couple of seasons ago um, I, 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 a part of me thinks that the Texans also didn't want the is it going to be Brian or is it going to be Brock? Uh, similar to what happened on Hard Knocks with Ryan Mallett and uh, Brian <laughs> Brian Hoyer. Uh, we all I, know how that went. We, exactly. We ne- neither are, uh, are at the organisation any longer, and it was it was a little bit farcical. I, you know, okay, perhaps Hard Knocks um, manipulated it slightly, but you know, if they've got an absolute number one, Brian Hoyer, as you say is looking around looking elsewhere and saying right i can be somewhere else just get away from it you know perhaps he was upset that they ended up going for brock osweiler and not sticking with him so you know i i could see it from
0: from both sides many angles many angles will i was just checking our twitter questions i agree with you on everything you said there raleigh thank you uh chris ray did actually tweet us saying who has the edge in the week one rematch a fairly unchanged panthers or a new look broncos I think it's the Panthers. I I genuinely believe that everyone fancied them going into the Super Bowl. And I know that the Broncos haven't lost a huge amount, but they've lost just enough for me. The, the central linebackers... The, uh, the losing Malik Jackson up front. I think absolutely I, th- huge, I think yeah. they're going to take two or three games with that defence to settle back into what it was last year. I still think they've got the potential to be dominant this year and be one of the forces in the AFC. I think the Patriots right now, on paper, are the best team in the AFC. But I, I very much believe that the Broncos, in a tough, tough AFC West this year, with the Raiders on the Ascension, with the Chiefs, I still think a very good team. It'd be interesting to see what happens with the future of Justin Houston. But in week one... I think the Panthers get their revenge. Well,
1: Kelvin Benjamin, um, Touchwood will be back. Uh, we'll see what else they do in the draft. Um, who else that that might come in as well. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree with you. They've managed to retain a lot of those pieces defensively and offensively.
0: So with the returners as well, yeah, I'm leaning towards the Panthers too. Uh, and you just mentioned there uh, a certain injured wide receiver well uh some good news for bears fans uh uh, their number seven overall draft pick from last year who missed the entire season with a nagging injury basically redshirted kevin white is expected to be full go for bears workouts which start today so that's a massive addition for them uh they struggled on the offensive side of the ball i think it's fair to say and they've lost matt forte as well so if he proves to be anywhere near as good as we expected him to be, then it's. Well, him and Alfred Jeffrey addition.
1: lining up together it Ooh, could be really scary. Tasty. Really scary.
0: Tasty. Uh, and Brandon Browner has rejoined the Seattle Seahawks in the last 24 hours. Um, so what? It's kind of my feeling on that. I ain't got much to say about that. Bit, bit older. Bit, bit of a drop off from where he was three years ago.
1: The Legion of Browner what was that? Well I was just trying to feel trying to use a a phrase to emphasize how very uninspired I feel about us talking about Brandon Browner.
0: Right let's talk about it then let's get on to the blockbuster trade because we focused more on the schedule considering we were announcing the amazing gridiron tour of 2016 but this draft I have to say Ollie I was feeling a little bit Going into it, we talked about this with Mike Carlson, sat in this very seat last week on the All-American Sports Show on Talk Sport 2. I was feeling a little bit underwhelmed going into this draft. I don't think it's as bad as 2013 was, where it was the Luke, is it going to be Luke Jokel or is it going to be Eric Fisher goes number one? Which left tackle is it going to be? It's not quite that level of uninspiring, but it was just feeling a little bit flabby a bit i wasn't just wasn't getting the usual pre-draft hype i think the fact they've extended it putting it later in the year i know it's come back to being a bit earlier again but just wasn't getting excited do you know what it's a bit like it's a bit like
1: you you're all excited about opening a new can of fizzy pop and when you open it where is this analogy going when you open it it's not that fizzy it's still fizzy but it's not as fizzy as you wanted it to be. I'm not that bothered
0: about it being fizzy. I like it. It's cold. Cold is what I need. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose if you've got pop, it's got to be really cold. I'd take flatter and colder over no. fizzy and
1: warm. Whoa. You are wrong. You are wrong. You, I would rather have fizzy and warm than flat and cold
0: flat and cold's awful this is a ludicrous conversation (laughs) yes
1: it really is
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and so then one morning uh in fact the day after kobe bryant retired from the game of basketball did la become an nfl town because wow
3: Hazel Irvin here, and I'm at Mammoth Insurance in Leeds, where Kate has arranged an office chair race to fundraise for Sport Relief. And these riders have got their kit on. They are rearing to go. And they're off, taking an early lead and smashing injustice right out of the park. It's Daphne from accounting, riding the spreadsheet demon chair. Up comes Nina from HR on Beat Me and You're Fired, closely followed by Mark from marketing on the 9 to 5 chair. Even Javid from Health and Safety's at it, waving his clipboard like crazy. Go easy there, Javid. We don't want any injuries, fella. And from nowhere, it's Jenny on El Chero Loco, rolling right over poverty to cross the line first. And the crowd goes loco. Unbelievable! You can help change the world too. Just get your exclusive Sport Relief merchandise at your Sainsbury's. Sport Relief. It's game on. This message was brought to you by Acast
0: they get their team and they get the number one overall pick in an absolute blockbuster of a trade with the tennessee titans giving up Just a ludicrous amount. Giving up their number 15, obviously, pick from this year. Two second round picks and a third rounder for this year. Plus a first and a third rounder in 2017. Picking up just a fourth and a sixth on top of the number one overall for this season. Interesting to see Jerry Jones comparing it to the Herschel Walker trade for the Titans side of it. For John Robinson and for the Titans, this is the perfect situation for them. Where they have needs whether it's on the defensive line, whether it's a corner, whether it's a a tackle, they're all things that can be addressed later in the draft. Mm. But now they've got loads of extra picks to build around that franchise quarterback they've already got. But, Ollie, I'm wondering how you feel about it from an L.A. Rams perspective. Well,
1: from a Rams perspective, what they're getting is this, we'd think, either Goff or Wentz, a, a real marketable number one pick I think what they needed to to make a real splash in LA granted they've already done that but to really get the fans excited get them coming back is to see the number one pick are you saying that Case Keenum wasn't going to do that it's not going to do that when, <laughs> that, when that. Peyton Manning decided that he wouldn't come back okay it, but we'll, they've already got Todd Gurley yeah but Todd Gurley is a St. Louis Ram who's coming with coming back to it. What they what they're getting here is the number one pick to star on Hard Knocks, to showcase the Rams, showcase L.A. and it, the, think of the jerseys that are going to be sold on of, of this guy. Think of all the marketing deals that are come going to come with it in L.A. It is absolutely blockbuster. It's really exciting, and I totally get why they've done it. Have
0: they overpaid? I don't think you can ever say... Considering everyone saying neither of these guys should be week one starters, everyone who knows more about football than we do, yeah. which, let's be honest, when it comes to the college and the draft side of things, is a lot of people. It's the good sh- yeah, there's a lot of people. It's a good shout. But
1: I think, yeah, I don't... Th- sorry, I don't, no, I don't think he is overpaid. I think it's what you need to do is get that franchise quarterback. You kind of pay whatever you can to get him and it will work for you later on down uh down the line draft picks are draft picks they can uh, they can replenish their 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 team later on with free agents with uh, pickups whatever with other trades you get the guy that you've you've spoken to you've spoken with you think is absolutely right for your organization Uh, you know he might end up becoming a week one starter let's face it it's not the most difficult of uh teams to start against is it the uh the uh Saint, <laughs> the san francisco 49ers all right so <laughs> if, if you're gonna, <laughs> we are get gonna him... be
0: competing for the number one pick this year <laughs> yeah exactly so if you're gonna get him
1: throw him in at the deep end well why not at uh <laughs> at Candlest- it's not a candlestick well, it, well I've, I've never We've been, been, to there. Candle- yeah. We've been there yeah levi's. Levi's. why not at levi's and uh
0: and, and do it that way all right i'm slightly annoyed ollie why? Because you, you agree with me. I really wanted to argue with you about this. I thought you'd be like, no, this is ludicrous. Neither of these guys are ready. They're just trying to make a big splash. They're trying to... We could have manufactured it. We could have said beforehand, let's have an argument about it. You need to get back but to doing I think, those
1: pre-show but, meetings.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think you bang on. And everyone is going, the Rams, they're crazy. What are they doing? Overspending, yada, yada, yada. Firstly, you can't overspend If you really believe... And Niall Owens says, straight in, what the hell are the Rams playing at? Hashtag tell TGS. Do you know what? Absolutely no problem with this at all. You cannot overpay for a guy if you think he's going to be your franchise guy. And with the Browns looking like they're going to take the quarterback at number two, if you believe Wentz is the guy for your offense, then take him. Now, there are... Oh, I like that. There are arguments for... Uh, I also like that if they, there was something, it, it, if they've been playing in Carson and picked up Carson Wentz, that would have been brilliant. Oh wow, but yeah. they ended up going with the other stadium deal. <laughs> anyway, so if they if it is Carson Wentz that they absolutely love, they've gone up, they've got up above the Browns who supposedly love him, and they've gone and they've and they've got him. And there's an argument for Goff. He's a California guy. I personally like Goff more as a as an NFL starter with the right team because I think. The whole small school, big school argument, a lot of people are saying, well, when he stepped up to a higher level, they've proven it. If you look at what North Dakota State have done when they face, say, FBS quality schools versus the FCS where they normally play, they've beaten the last six FBS teams they've faced. And OK, these guys aren't Ohio States and people like that, but they've won those games. But Jared Goff has played, you know, he's in the pack. He's played at a very high level. And what you see is the difference is he has the ability to throw the ball into very tight windows. And that's what you need in the NFL, particularly when you're facing, say, the Seattle Seahawks twice a season. Mm. So overall, I prefer Goff. Actually, I'm one of the few people who I think feels that way. But from a physical standpoint, and actually from what the Rams want to do on the field, Carson Wentz, for them... Is the right pick? Who's prettier, uh, Jared Goff? He's a very attractive man. So I think that they will go Jared Goff.
1: It's LA. <laughs> it's LA, baby. He's prettier. I'm
0: telling you, it's LA. <laughs> you blow. Right, Ollie, you are. I mean, when it comes to picking West Coast, California-based uh, draft picks, you have been the guy. But this
1: is amazing, by the way, for the Chargers because they could end up getting someone that perhaps
0: the Titans might have gone for, like Miles Jack. Uh, yeah, Mars Jack, Laramie Tunsil, I think would be yeah. a good pick for them as well. Um, but just to finish off the Sorry, point on Carson on. Wentz, because we've got some, a great interview coming up as well, we're going to speak in a moment with Tim Polasek, who is the offensive coordinator of North Dakota State, and really break down who Carson Wentz is, what he did at college, why he deserves to have ascended the draft in the way he has in the last six months. But Carson Wentz is a guy who is... Much more in the Andrew Luck, Cam Newton mould. He's a bigger guy, six odd, six odd, really well built and can scramble well out of the pocket. I think Goff's a guy with much better pocket presence. He's a guy who, uh, if he's forced to move about in the pocket, kind of like almost like a Tom Brady style. I'm not comparing him directly in quality and skill, but Tom Brady's not going to be scrambling out and, and breaking off a 12-yard run. But his movement, his awareness in the pocket is phenomenal. Whereas Carson Wentz is a guy who, if he's flushed out, can make those runs. And you look at how they're built. They're built with Todd Gurley, and they're built with a big offensive line. They need the likes of Greg Robinson to step up to the plate, but they're this big bruising front five. It's just designed to protect him. It's designed to allow him to get out of the pocket and make those moves. They need some more weapons. They need some more help in the receiving core. I don't think Kenny Britt and Tavon Austin really are going to do it for them. But overall, I think he suits their system better, and Carson Wentz, I think he's going to go number one overall, and I think the Rams have made the right decision. Wow. And do you know what? The other thing, the overpaying thing. So, the deal is very comparable with what Washington gave the Rams back in 2012, To have to really think about that then, uh, to get up to the number two spot and pick up RG3, right? Mm-hmm. But the difference is is that Washington that year, and I'm just double-checking this now because I just want to make sure, but what did they move up from? Fifth? Sixth in the draft? Something like that, yeah. The Rams are moving up from 15th. Everyone, we talked a moment ago about the people who are more intelligent than us when talking about matters of NFL and particularly the draft. Everyone said no way the Rams can move up from 15 to 1. They'd have to give up years' worth of first-round picks. They can get up to 7, maybe 6, jump ahead of the 49ers, get a quarterback if one of them falls. They've moved up from 15 to 1, giving up the same thing a different team has given up to move up 3 or 4 spaces. 15 to 1, by the way, terrible quiz show. Awful quiz show. They've moved up from 15 to 1 with this. And realistically, with what they've got there with that defensive front, and they probably need a bit more help at linebacker mm. after the play- pieces they've lost, and they maybe need another corner with the fact that uh, they couldn't keep both of their corners. Uh, in, in they chose the franchise tag one and let the other go to the New York Giants. But overall, they've got actually with a good quarterback, a playoff-ready team. So go out, get that one piece. Put your team together and go out on an assault on a weakened NFC West. I love it. I love it. A weakened NFC, NFC West? Well, basically a weakened 49ers. And I think Seattle aren't as good. I I think the lightning in the bottle that they caught after, say, week 9, week 10, whenever it was that um, uh, Jimmy Graham went down and they were forced to basically change their whole offensive scheme because they didn't have any running backs, it all was put on the shoulders of, uh, of the quarterback. And... I don't know. Russell Wilson's brilliant, but I just don't know they can keep that up. I really don't know what Seattle are going to be this year. I really don't know how they're going to line up offensively, how they're going to put it together. They're going to be one of the most interesting teams to watch in the draft this year. They're thinner on the defence than they've been for a few years. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What about Brandon Browner? (laughs) (laughs) Big, big pickup. So they're thinner on the defensive side, whereas rotation was always one of their strengths. And they've still got a lot of the big key pieces... But I think they could see a bit of a drop-off this mm. year. Cardinals f- are all a year older. The f- yeah, the Cardinals, uh, whilst they were brilliant last year, are relying on a guy who's like, what, 85? Yeah, 85. To play playing the centre. Yeah. I, I, they've got the youth in terms of the... I think they were an interesting pick for picking up, say, someone like Paxton Lynch later in the draft. Or maybe, uh, if they really think he's worth taking, someone like Connor Cook. Uh, right towards the end of the first i think that that's early for dak prescott maybe no, 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 no the end of a bit, the second yeah, but, end of the
1: second if he's still around
0: um yeah you know, those are all potential good choices but i do think the nfc west is theirs for the taking if they put something together this year
1: okay okay shall we hear from tim polisek tim polisek and then i want to talk to you or ask you about what this all
0: means for the titans Beautiful. Right. Tim Polasek, North Dakota State Bison Offensive Coordinator. He was speaking to Matt Sherry. You'll have caught some snippets of this interview if you picked up the latest edition of Gridiron Magazine, previewing everything in the draft. But let's hear what he had to say about, now, let's be honest, the guy that most people are expecting to go number one overall to the Los Angeles Rams. It's Carson Wentz.
2: From what I've seen, you, you kind of were there for the initial process of, of the recruitment of Carson and then obviously came back after a, a brief spell away. What did you guys see in him initially and, and how much do you think he's developed over the time at North Dakota? Yeah, I wish it was a tough
4: recruiting process for us. I mean, it really was because, you know, the young man didn't play quarterback as a junior.
2: Yeah.
4: Okay, so he had some, you know, a little bit growth spurt which caused some lingering uh, issues with his shoulder, tendonitis stuff, you know, which isn't a major deal, just with the growth spurt, so he, he played defense. You know, and all we really knew was that he was, you know, the top athlete in North Dakota, but from a quarterback standpoint, and then you're looking at a six five safety, I mean, you know, <laughs> geez, how is this yeah. thing going to shake out? You know, so then we got to somewhere in that fall we just said, okay, he's the best available kid in the state, let's take him. Well, from day one, from the time he got on campus, you know, he had special arm talent and he had special, you know, it factor, you know, competitiveness and, you know, the way he cared for his teammates and, and you know, really fast was all in, he's a bison, you know, and, and those are kind of the attributes that I've been talking on with him that make him a great prospect for the NFL it doesn't mean he's going to be a great player but you know the fact he's a servant leader he's super competitive you know he's a great decision maker on and off the field you know and then you couple that with some extraordinary athleticism for a 235 pound guy at 6'5 you know uh, it made it made us look like really good recruiters
2: <laughs> absolutely and I mean one thing that interests me there is you mentioned the arm talent I've watched a lot of the three the three guys um, in the process of putting this piece together, the guys at the top, Paxton Lynch, Carson and Jared Goff. And, and to me, I see more from Carson NFL-type throws from from one hash mark thrown deep outs to the other side of the field that maybe those the guys can't do. I mean, how special is that arm, do you think? Yeah, you
4: know, it's interesting because, well, you know, whatever, if you listen to the specialists, and we kind of do it because we have a vested interest, but... You know, they're talking about an 8 out of a 10. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I haven't had the opportunity. I mean, how many college coaches coach a top-five pick? Yeah. You know, you know, so we're not around these big hoses and these big arms daily, you know, every year. Um, I think he's special because he plays in time. You know, he's, he plays fast with his feet, you know, and he, and he sees it before it happens. And then on top of that, he's got a big arm. It's very, very unusual. Most defenses that we're seeing, the better defense in the league, including ours, you know, they're playing that corner so far inside leverage to the field that they're just tempting you to throw it to the field in that deep out cut and you know in the hole there and cover two and those kind of things because guys can't do it. You know, it's like it's defensively you say, well, we don't need to cover that third of the field. Yeah. You know, and and he changes that. You know, and I've had defensive guys in that conference talking to me about that. You know, how he makes you play straight up, and you have to cover all all 53 yards, I mean, for lift, right? you know, and from that standpoint, you know, that's where we changed where he went out, you know, we just, he started having to build it again for 46, 47 yards, you know, and, and, and you take it for granted, but when you turn the film on, there's 10, 12 throws from one ass to the other, and
2: he's not late, and it's on time, I mean, it's impressive. Yeah, and, and another another thing when you talk about translating to the pros, there are a few things that I, I kinda look for. That is one of them two minute drills and and high pressure situations. But I also like guys who can like bounce back from a bad throw and almost forget about it. I think that quarterbacks have to have a great memory, but the best trait they can sometimes have is being able to forget the bad players. That seems to really stick out that Carson can do that during a game. Is that another trait that you you've seen? No nobody
4: wants you know, every time that I've gotten them on the phones, you know, of the headset during the game after something has happened, you know, I you know, against Northern Iowa you threw a pick. It was actually a really good lead. The kid made a great pick, but, you know, they kinda of were rolling the coverage away and they, they kinda of anticipated us throwing the seam and uh, you know, I just remember saying Coach, I'm fine, get the coach in me. You know, I'm not worried about that. You know, and when I first got back here, see I left in two thousand thirteen, I've been here ten years. When I got back in 14 to be the coordinator, I said, Carson, we're going to push the envelope. We want, I, I want this to be a great passing offense. We can't do that with a not without an interception or two. Yeah. Meaning, you're not making great throws, man. You're not making, you know, the big play unless you're willing to throw it into some tight spots. Now that requires great timing and great anticipation and, and great confidence, a superior confidence. And then obviously arm talent. Well, you know, he just keeps plugging along. I, I just don't think the kid's gonna get discouraged. I mean, he, he really focuses on a one-and-oh mentality. You know, he is so darn competitive. I told scouts that asked me, you know, how's he gonna handle the combine in the senior bowl? I said, guys, he's gonna sign. I said, he puts pressure on himself on every throw. And so why would that be any bigger? You know, when a kid's is, is expectations for himself are that high and you live around constant pressure, you know, we, and we talk to our guys, Pressure's is good. Pressure is something that you're in control of. You can handle that. We try to not create anxiety. You know, things where the kids aren't in control of, and, and we we've done a, a good job with that. And then you know, it helps to have great leadership at the top of the offense with Carson.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And one other thing with your system, there's a kind of a lot of pro style sets in there, which you don't necessarily see a lot in college now. And and certainly that that transition for somebody like Paxton Lynch in Memphis where it's, it's very much a spread offense and there's not really the opportunity to be in the gun and, and understand it, I mean, how much of an advantage is that for Carson in the draft process? that There's kind of film out there already of, of him doing some of the things that NFL coaches are going to ask him to do.
4: Yeah, I think it's a huge advantage. You know, and that's only related to recruiting, but, you know, it's so hard to see in the a quarterback that's just in the shotgun for us yeah. in high school, you know. Uh, and got, you know, we're recruiting those guys, but it's, it's, it's nice. It's refreshing to see a kid get out of center and do it, you know, and take five steps in a hitch and play in, in rhythm and in sequence, you know, and, and have a re-key and a secondary key and, you know, be able to get through a progression, you know, one, two to three, you know, or your check down being four, you know, which he's, he's proven that you know, he can do. Um, it's also really interesting to me. And, and I think some of you guys are really on it. You know these guys have to be able to take a voice in their he- in their helmet, you know, and then go deliver a play call in a huddle, you know. And he can handle a ton of verbiage. Our offensive verbiage and terminology can get quite lengthy, you know. And so from that standpoint, he's a great communicator. Which is, I you know, I've never been part of the NFL, but I, it's got to be up there. I mean, you got to be able to take information and then you know deliver it to a bunch of guys on the field, you know, very quickly. And get to the line of scrimmage and then do a bunch more. You know, the parts that stick out to me as far as us being an NFL type offense is is twofold. He's had to handle, he's had to handle a lot of verbiage in in communication within the huddle and the play call. Um, He's had to handle um, checking at the line of scrimmage. You know, whether we're we're running a run play with a pass tag to it, or we're running a run that's not a very good call, and he's got to get us into a better call. And then on top of that, he's checking all the protections. You know, he's identifying the mic point. You know, he's dictating where the slide's going, who he's throwing hot off of. You know, are we going to sprint out because we're an empty, you know, versus pressure or whatever it might be. He's had to handle all that stuff. And typically the teams that are playing in spread offenses right now that are going really fast with good tempo, you know that's kind of
2: handled by the offensive line, or it's just handled by the call. Well, obviously, the one thing that the only thing that people are, have been able to find to to knock Carson on is the fact that it, it's an FCS program. And do, do you see that as a that as an issue? Or I mean, do you think it's something that's easily overcome? No, it's something
4: they have to they meaning the NFL scouts and the organizations they have to take into account. I mean, everybody, you know, you got to take into account everything. You know, I go into a high school, I'm going to talk to the janitor and the secretary. How does this kid treat you guys? Does he treat you with respect? You know, it matters. You know, what, what does that have to do with recruiting? Well, it just tells you what kind of guy he is. Yeah. And so I think it's a valid question. Now, the part that, I, I wouldn't say there's a frustration level, but, you know, our defense, in 2013, held Kansas State, I think at the time they were ranked 11th or, you know, 16th or something like that, to 34 yards. Well, those are the same guys that he sees 15 times in the spring and 18 times in the fall. And we play extraordinary defense at the issue. And if you do a little bit of homework, you'll realize there's a corner in the NFL that had seven picks this year. You know, there's a safety playing, uh, bouncing around. I mean, there's seven guys playing in the league right now. And defensively, I know from a mental standpoint, they prepare us. They prepare a quarterback very good. You know, and so I think we bridge that gap you know, when it comes to the competition question, you know, and then not only that, you know, he played in, you know, a bunch of playoff games. I mean, it's not like, you know, I don't know. I mean, they're good mid-major teams. It's not like it's the lowest level. It's the best league in FCS football. Yeah. I mean, it ain't like the Missouri Valley is getting games with these 1A schools. going to be easy. And I'm not saying we beat everybody or anything like that, but I mean, it's a well-respected league and it's really good football. You know, so from that standpoint, I, I mean I get it. I think the competition question um is a good one when it comes to, you know, is he gonna be able to catch up and play fast enough with, you know, really fast receivers and really fast tight ends and those kind of things, which I have all the confidence in the world that he will.
2: Just a couple more. I mean, I know Ryan Lindley's helping Carson out. I think he's helping both Carson and Jared Goff out, actually, from, from what I read. How much have you been involved with this process or is it now just uh a process of handing them over to the, to the kind of the draft guys for you. you know, Have you still being involved?
4: Yeah, no, we're, we're strictly, we're strictly only involved with, uh, you know, the part with the scouts, you know, any team that comes to their private workout that wants questions answered, or wants to know of, of some things that we're doing offensively or whatever, we're involved with that. But as soon as the um, national championship was over, Carson flew out to, uh, By you know California and got started um, training with Coach uh, I think it's Lyle right yeah Um, and you know I haven't been involved much I mean there there hasn't been a need for him to communicate much with us Um, now we stay in touch with Carson me personally I haven't asked Carson for one thing you know an autograph or anything like that I I just simply like being around him yeah and anything that Carson needs we'll always be here and um, will support him and find any way we could to help him but other than that I mean. You know, I, it's not like I'm hearing information on how one kid's doing versus the other. It was good to meet the guy at pro day, and and he just, you know, reassured us that Carson was doing a great job, and um, he was super excited to be around him and have a chance to work with him because he thought he could be a great pro.
2: Absolutely, and I mean, you you obviously are going to back your guy here, but are, are there any are there any areas that you think, looking at Carson's game, as somebody who knows him best? That you would think that he needs to improve on at the pro level. Are there, are there any things in particular that you'd pick out?
4: You know, there's not. I just, I, I just think with any kid, you know, like I said, just that ability to move in the
2: pocket very quickly and still be accurate. Yeah. You know, if that's,
4: um, if that's a knock, it's a knock. I just think every guy's going to have to be aware of that, and the guys that can move quickly and still throw with, a, you know, a good strong base and deliver it on the move within the pocket and be accurate, you know, how fast can you bridge that gap, I guess. Because the guys that bridge that gap quickly or get the opportunity to to get reps and to get some time under the belt seem to be the guys that are really successful. And then, you know, on top of that it's just I don't have any other doubts because whoever is gonna take him is gonna ask him to work sixty hours a week, he's gonna work eighty. Yeah. You know, and he's gonna be the most prepared guy on that football field. I just, I have all the belief and I've seen him do that here. You know, he's never gotten anything but an A in the classroom. Um, God, he's a winner, man. I mean, you'd want him on your team if you were playing table tennis. You know what I'm saying? Just anything that's going on, I mean, you, you want to be around him. You know, and thats and that's the other thing I learned too about Carson. You know, man, our players would die for him. You know what I mean? And that's important. Yeah. I, I, they just, they would. Uh, you know, if he said, Man, practice is going shitty, guys. We got to pick it up, you know, before these coaches lose their minds. Uh, you just saw the team, you saw the group take a step forward, you know. So from that standpoint, it's just, it's just going to be a matter of Carson being himself. You know, which I know that's the only way he knows how to do it. And so I'm not worried about, geez, Carson's got to find a way to be a leader at that level. I think he's going to do that, you know, and, and so forth and so on. I, I There's not a lot of concern about, You know things that he's going to have to pull. I think it'll be important that he gels early on. You know throwing the you know the ball downfield. You know with the guys that he's got. I mean, which I'm really excited about because I think he's going to go from a good down the field thrower to a great one when he gets it on that superior speed.
0: Tim Polasek, the offensive coordinator for the North Dakota State. It's their quarterback, Carson Wentz, who looks more than likely to be the number one overall pick to the Los Angeles Rams. Now they've traded up for that one. Jared Goff. Yeah, Or Jared Goff. I think it might be Jared Goff. <laughs> if you're to believe, Ollie, that Jared Goff <laughs> being the prettier of the two is the one you would pick. Yeah. Um,
1: I said let's uh, talk about the Titans I'm not sure that we've got time
0: Yeah we've kind of rambled on for quite a long time And we want to just run through our tour one more time Because it's so good Um, But the Titans yeah we will talk about that We've got loads of great draft coverage coming And not only that but we've talked about the Rams In some depth here We do promise that after the draft And going into I think just before Hard Knock season Mm. We're going to do an LA Rams movie special Amazing (laughs) Uh, in addition to the current Rams players that we spoke to and Sam Farmer that we spoke to at the Super Bowl, I was sliding into the DMs with a certain wide receiver, potential future Hall of Famer and a member of the greatest show on turf. He's going to join us to talk about that. Probably get coach Dick Vermeil on it as well. He's good friend of the show and always really good fun. And he was very disappointed to see the team leave St. Louis, even though he was a, an assistant for the LA Rams before he was in St. Louis. And we're hoping, fingers crossed, to get one of the men behind Ramit, Jackie Slater, no the Hall of Famer, who we met briefly at the Super Bowl, but we're hoping to get him on the phone as well. So lots of LA Rams chat to come a little bit later in the year. But just a reminder. At
4: grid- Ramit. <laughs>
0: Ram at Gridiron on Twitter. Check us out there. Gridiron-magazine.com. And let us know if you're interested in joining us for a lifetime trip going to all of these games. USC at UCLA at the Rose Bowl. Miami Dolphins at the LA Rams in the Coliseum. Flying to Mexico for the Houston Texans against the Oakland Raiders on Monday night football before a day of sightseeing in Mexico City. Then back over to Dallas for Thanksgiving. And Washington at the Dallas Cowboys. Thanksgiving in America. Thanksgiving in America is going to be (laughs) incredible. Deep fried turkey. Have you ever seen they like deep fry a whole turkey in the tailgates? It's incredible. Color rush. The Baylor Bears against the Texas Tech Red Raiders at the AT&T. We'll go to SMU Mustangs. Then we fly over to New York and we complete the trip with Patriots at Jets and then Packers at Eagles on Monday Night Football before flying back on the Tuesday. Two weeks practically in the company of me and Ollie. All of those NFL games and college games and sightseeing and stadium tours and player meet and greets. It's going to be so worthwhile. So we really hope that some of you can join us because... Oh, We know that a lot of Andrew's regulars are definitely interested in coming. Yeah. It'll be a decent-sized group of us, me and Ollie driving the buses. Look, Honestly, it sh- it'll be a phenomenal way to get to spend a couple of weeks of your life. And for guys who are Gridiron listeners, yeah, we- we've already spoken to Andrew to help you save a little bit of money because if you go into groups into rooms of four for example it is a little bit cheaper because the hotel rooms are cheaper we have no problem say if you're in a two and want to meet up with another two let's get some gridiron fans together let's get that going yeah love anything else you want to talk about ollie
1: no I, i think i want to go and eat my cornish pasty
0: i've been chomming on the double decker anytime that you have uh to, uh, any anytime we have uh, rambled on, <laughs> I've just popped on mute and just gone. I'm, 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 I've I'm, been eating,
1: I'm, people have probably heard me eating the chunky peanut butter Kit Kat.
0: It's rather nice, actually. Eh, whatever. You're, you're whatever. It's no double D. Double decker. Double deckers. Right, so thank you very much for listening. This has been the Gridiron Show in association with the brilliant sports travel tours at Gridiron on Twitter. Check us out and come on the tour. It's going to be amazing! Ram it. Ram it. You know how to ram it. Ram it. Ram, ram it. it. <laughs> you know how to f***ing ram Ram it. Ram it.
1: Ram, 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 ram it.